As Pink Floyd says, we don't need no education. We're kicking down this motherfucking door, and we're doing that. Let's get into it. If there's anything that could be haunted, for sure that fucking chair's haunted. Then again, the internet always wins. The internet always wins. Searching around about uh, this dock I found... Let's be frank, there's piss on the floor. He was pulled out of power and he was murdered by firing squad. I'll start having pain. Three dudes in a dock. That's the one. That, that is what it's called. Okay, back for another week, albeit uh, a day late, so we apologize. Busy, busy, busy. Uncouth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think we needed an extra day to digest this anyways. Yeah. yeah this was a lot um, a lot better than I expected it to be. Definitely. For sure. It came from the yellow link list, so I was not hopeful. I thought this was going to be another uh, resonance beings of frequency thing. But Man, I was just thinking that one. Yeah. This, it was all right. Like There was a lot wrong with it, but there was a lot right with it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we watched School in the World, um, The White Man's Last Burden. Um yeah, it came out in 2010. Directed by Carol Black. That's correct. Um, yeah. Also, so, yep. she directed Ellen, and she wrote for Ellen, the, the, the Ellen DeGeneres show. Like mm-hmm. the talk show? No. Oh, like the, the sitcom. Oh, the sitcom. show that she got fired. You didn't know that Ellen had a sitcom? No. Yeah, she yeah. got fired from it. <laughs> Ask, do you know why she got fired? Say it. Because she said that she likes women. No way, really? Yeah. Wow. That sucks. Hmm. She doesn't. Well, that was a fucking shittier reason than I expected. Come on, guys. <laughs> you didn't... Nothing? Nothing on that? Okay. She doesn't what? She doesn't suck. <laughs> that's all I wanted. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Um, but that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. this basically is about um, the... The... Effect, I guess, is the best word to put it. Uh, well, um, oh. That Western education has on, um, yeah, the rest of the world. Yeah, I don't like. It's it's a really it's it's a deep thing to talk about. Really, like education and what is right and what is wrong, what you should teach and what you should hold back. Um, yeah, I don't know. In the advent of the internet, fucking nothing gets held back anymore except for government secrets, and even those get released sometimes. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's. Um, um, I don't know that, like, I'm not nitpicking the words here, but, like, Western education, like, got some people to the moon. It invented electricity. For sure. Allegedly. So, So, like, there's, like, deep ties to, like, the fundamentals of anything that we can know. Sometimes it had origins in Western education. For sure. I think this, it, it feels like it's leaning more towards how that education became institutionalized. Mm-hmm. And then used as a pry bar against people, yeah. Unknowing. Well, and it I wasn't think like forcefully too. Th- so like yeah. anything forcefully, you're kind of going to be like, well, that's what this is. Fuck you. Mostly yeah. about it's mostly about imposing Western education on on indigenous cultures. So I know throughout history it would have been super hard for white people to grasp. But do you think if they like showed up on the shores of India, we'll say, and we're like, hey, we got some ideas. You guys got some ideas. We're going to set up a school here, and if you want to come, you can come. But if you want to, like, do your thing, do your thing. 
A hundred percent. I think that it would have been wonderful. Yeah. This whole documentary neglected, except for one part in the beginning, to absolutely base its critique on religion. Because there was a major transfer of ideas with like Marco Polo and Alexander the Great. Like these people made huge inroads into new places and it was fruitful. Like it was destructive, but it was also fruitful in terms of trading ideas and just sharing literally everything. Land, food, water, air, ideas, faiths, beliefs, like everything got shared when you travel. But like you said, like as soon as you move into imposing these things, not saying we have a school, if you'd like to come get on the boat, yeah, it's like you're going to hell. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Your name's Greg. Yeah, and like there's yeah, there's a complete overarching of yeah culture to culture, and it's like it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It makes me laugh every time with that like thinking that first kind of like that first contact that white people had. And, like, they would have definitely sat around the campfire being like, man, these people don't understand hell. Like, how do we get them to understand hell? And, like, that's so fucking hilarious that they're trying to jam something down someone's throat that is like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. So, like, what what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But, and like, we'll just kill you then. It's easier. But, I mean, like, <laughs> most religions have some form of hell or... Yeah. Afterlife, good yeah, or bad, whatever. So. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's just, that's, it's strange yeah. though. Like, good or bad is a huge difference. For yeah. sure. Like the, the existence of an afterlife, fine. But yeah. like a bad one? Yeah, like voodoo and like a Christian dude being like, man. So, the, and he'd be like, man, that sounds awesome. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Or like, we see that totally differently. Or like Mongolian sky burials. Yeah. Or like Native American burial rites. Like, <clears throat> I don't know that these are totally bad. I think that they just. Absolutely not. They yeah. just die. Like yeah. they go to a place and they exist amongst you and some spirits are uh, like frustrated or they're uh, like malevolent, but there's no place for just bad people. Like there's, there's no distinction like that in a lot of religions, but there's, there is the distinction in some others. Yeah, just but, religion fucked everything, man. It so really did. yeah, it gathered people together, but it fucking split them because they gathered too hard. Ooh. Yeah, this was this was a good documentary, but I know it was it was hard to keep up with, like um, a critique that remained as unbiased as possible. But like, I'm not a genius. These these people really do know what they're talking about. Yeah, that Canadian guy was like stupid smart. Wade Davis, I think so. I think his name is Wade Davis. Yeah, I would like to talk to him more. Yeah, but I I know that Wade Davis has also had some critique laid against him for his work. in ethnobiology, I think. Um, He wrote some papers on Haitian voodoo that he was investigating if there were chemical compounds existing through uh, exhuming things. Like, they, I I can't remember what they called it. Uh, It was some kind of, like, shadow dust. Um, Or, like, doom dust. Or some voodoo dust. But basically, it was the ashes or remains of someone who had been buried... And uh, that supposedly was part of the ingredients to cast a spell to create a Haitian zombie through voodoo. But he decided to perform uh, like trials and experiments and studies on these chemicals. So to do so, he exhumed the body of a child. Wait, what? And like, 
scientifically like there there might be better ways to do that i don't know but yeah he caught a lot of shit for that one was it his no oh no it was just a local um a local haitian baby mm -hmm. damn dude so like yeah he's he's had some shit thrown against him as well and some of the well what we need to ask is like what the baby do maybe the baby was not a good baby yeah maybe it was a bad baby yeah that's a good point so i hadn't thought about there's always that yeah whether the child was um Evil. A little Haitian voodooer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in in these studies, uh, he lays a lot of weight against the chemicals that he found in only very trace amounts. That these compounds, in the quantities he found them, were not uh, eligible to cause the effects of Haitian voodoo um, observations. So, damn, like the exhumation of a child, and then the kind of half-assed bunk science behind that study. Him and Luke do need to hang out. Yeah, it doesn't feel right, but I think he's like a, he's a doctorate in like ethnobiology, so like he he does know what the fuck he's talking about, but like sometimes you just do an experiment wrong and you don't realize that it's wrong. There were some characters in this though, like there were some people, like the guy from the World Bank. Yeah, that's a weird guy. Yeah, man, you gotta be, like, super weird. Like, that guy's seen some shit where, like, there's no way he's a normal human. Like, he's been a part of conversations where you're like, people shouldn't talk like this. Like, literally ruling the world. (sighs) Yeah, or, like, you just made a decision that got, like, boom, a million people are probably not gonna have food because you want oil. And, like, way, way down the line. Yeah, 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 like, check this out. Yeah. Or he just goes home and was like, hey, son, maybe don't go to West Africa anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. And the German lady, that lady made, <laughs> made me chuckle because I was like, man, they still got that spirit. <laughs> they still got that spirit. So after I watched this, uh, I know I, I, we have a little group message uh, going. I text that or maybe it was just Mitch. I texted. I can't remember. I got it. I just yeah. ignored it. Yeah. I, uh. After watching this, I I feel like I want to write a book saying, I hate white people and so can you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going I'm I'm to be the illustrator. With the subtext of a white man's, um, what, what was it? A white man's, or a guide, a guide to, uh, a white man's guide to hating the worst race. Dude, we have oh, to do it. We are absolutely the worst race. We have to do it on like black paper with like white. So there's ink wasted yeah <laughs> okay but i'm just thinking that you can't have just for comedic purposes white paper yeah fuck yeah. that the most important part of that page is the black part <laughs> yeah. but the white is bigger <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no it's just like some of the imagery are like cartoons i get i don't know i guess or propaganda posters yeah yeah and can i say like they were interesting like, would that be well, I think kind of weird to have reg- as art? Regardless, wh- whether it's racist history or, or not, yeah, history is interesting. Yeah. I mean... Like, some of them. And then I was yeah. looking them up of, like, other images. Like, you can, like, oh, you can still call okay. it racist, but it can still be interesting. It's just, just not good. Yeah, it's heavily <laughs> racist. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. That's I mean, a way to sell it. <laughs> so, the one... Um, kind of the few images that Mitch was talking about. There was a, uh, a poster, I guess it showed, uh, um, I guess like a British explorer or whatever, uh, a white explorer mm-hmm. picking up what could only be deemed as a 
savage native, mm-hmm. either African or whatever, mm-hmm. picking him up and basically carrying him to school. The so, one, the the one that they start off with, where they describe like what's in the painting. Yeah, I couldn't find that image anywhere, but that was like a crazy painting. That would be an interesting painting if it's somewhere to like look at it, because yeah. there's like wild ass detail in that. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like so- at the front, the natives and wild animals are running, and she's got like a book that says like school book on yeah. it. So- yeah. So. Basically, Mitch is talking about there's a painting that has like an angelic white figure yeah, coming down which from I the sky. I forgot who they said that was supposed to be, just like education or yeah, yeah. Lady, Lady and, E. And all the white settlers were kind of behind her, kind of following in. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and all the natives and wild animals were all running away. Fleeing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then, yeah, the angelic character was born Angelic character was carrying a a book that said school book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically just showing that, you know, the white settlers came in and figured that they had to educate, uh, (laughs) the the natives. Where do you think the guy who painted that was from? Oh, for sure. Like white. Oh yeah, hundred percent, dude. If he wasn't, that's he why was the, like there's a tears in every stroke. He's like, yeah. I don't want to do this. It's pretty gnarly that the worst critics of white people are now white people. Before it wasn't white people; it was yeah. all the other people. They just didn't have a voice because we said fuck you. We gave them an education and then we fucking shut their mouths. But now that we realize that we're on the bad guys' side of history. We've switched sides again. Yeah. And it's like some of us fucking skirting. <laughs> no, but like Man. if you decide yeah. to hate all yeah. white people, you've switched sides to <sighs> not not accepting what has happened, but you've realized that you're the bad guy and now you try and dodge history again mm. instead of kind of like standing your ground, not condoning what happened, but simply accepting what happened, but then going forward to make a change. But you like you don't hate these people for what they did. I guess I I don't know how to to say this other than that, and I don't know how well I'll be able to describe this afterwards. I say it, but um, the idea of like the spiritual Hegelian dialectic. Uh, there was a philosopher, um, uh, Gottfried Hegel. I don't want to fucking say his full name because I know I'm going to forget and I'll get chewed out by someone who's way smarter than me. But Hegel. Um, put forward the idea of that the human spirit slash soul, but he used this as the word spirit, uh, as a collective of where we kind of fall and shift and where our weight goes is necessarily good and bad. To have a revolution and to make serious change, you have to do it. Most of the time you don't know why, when, or how it's going to happen, but it probably will reach a fever pitch and it will bust into a revolution of some nature. And then that revolution by necessity will fail until way fucking down. It's essentially the, the infinity horizon point of the spirit. After that, this conversation is over um, of where collectively we understand more and more and more what to do. We refine ourselves through continual mistakes that we lean one way, way too fucking far. And we learn something from that. And then we slowly shift ourselves back and we learn something from that because we shifted too fucking far back. Mm-hmm. And then this oscillation of spiritual direction collectively as people through history will necessarily march you forward in the progress of ideas towards hopefully positivity, but 
mostly not uh, positive or negative, simply to an end of the realization of the human spirit. It will be what it will be, and there's no arguing it or fighting it or kind of knowing where it's going to go. It just, it, it will reach a, an end point, and it is what it is. There's no way that we're going to see it. So to guess where that's going to be, um, I don't know, seek a console with the writers of Battlestar Galactica. They seem to know. But oh, damn it, this you bring I, it there. I'm, <laughs> I'm out. What a man. <laughs> this idea, though, of that we fucked up in our educational um, careers for the rest of the world. I, I completely agree, but I don't think that that's the end of the conversation. And I think that that's where this documentary falls short is that they, they simply say it's the white man's last burden. Not at all. This is the globe's burden. We live here together and necessarily we have to get out of this together. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is that, that, that we, we made it like, no, we, we, we did. We that, fucked it up. <laughs> we fucked it up, but that gives us the chance yeah. to yeah. unfuck it going forward. Dude, but, uh, and, and, but that's the thing though. Like, to, I, I don't think we will. Yeah, because no one, no one ever like. There's no the one way to no, unfuck it, and it would be crazy, is if the Catholic Church was like, we cease to exist. Yeah. That, there's no incentive to to do it. There is, and this is a strange thing. Right. Is that like why would <laughs> air quotes here? Like why would a winner give up first place? Yeah, for sure, exactly. There is, there's no incentive to do so other than true agency and morals but like this is a competition this is not life like life in its most basic sense kind of is competition but in a way it's also cooperation like you have no competition if there is only one party yeah so (laughs) it's just um it, it it kind of just it is what it is that it's it's gonna get fucked and then it's gonna get fixed and then it's gonna get fucked again because some people are upset if the Catholic Church falls, someone will pick up the pieces because yeah. they're a fucking zealot. Absolutely. Just because the authority says no, we don't think that we should do this anymore. Yeah. Someone will be like, you're a fucking failure for an authority, so we're gonna do it. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like what we're seeing in Afghanistan. God damn, humans are fucked. Oh, it's a really tricky thing. Absolutely. And yeah, just after watching this, I'm just like, man, like. Why, why couldn't we leave people alone? <laughs> like, and I understand, you know, like, especially before technology, you know, world communication, they wanted to, to go and, you know, take over lands and expand their empire. Yeah. But man, like looking back and now, and I, we have the, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, we, we have hindsight, like we have 2020, Inside is twenty twenty, right? Like the so, wherewithal. Yeah, we can look back and say, "Holy fuck!" Like that—that that was terrible. Yeah, they didn't have that then, but still, like, I—I I don't know what, how. Reading yeah. accounts though of like dudes that like sailed around the world in like a ship that's like two hundred feet long, and they like showed up. They're like the first white guy in Hawaii, and I was like, "Man, that sounds pretty fucking awesome." Like, it's, that, yeah, it sounds. Like would be awesome, but fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, like you're like to get there was just like holy. And then once fuck. you're there, you're like, well, I hope no one else is here. Yeah, like no shit. There was guys that were like, well, I'm fucking staying here because these people are cool. Because we would go to other islands and they wanted to kill us, so we're not gonna go there. Yeah. But then like, oh yeah, and then like just other accounts of like, and then the white guy came in and just killed everybody. So the, and you're like, oh Jesus. This kind of brings me back to 
like the story I think was five, six years ago. Um, two white missionaries went to like a remote island in like the South Pacific. Oh, was- Seminole. What? Seminole Island. Is this yeah. where they, they got? Sorry, continue. Yeah, so the two white missionaries went there to try and convert this tribe that was basically an uncontacted tribe. Like, yeah, they hadn't. They've been living on their own for for you know thousands of years, and they're fine. Like they do what they do, mm. and they went there and got killed. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, they got killed!" Yeah, like yeah. fucking leave them alone. Yeah, <laughs> like. Oh, it's it's a tricky thing to think yeah. about, and then this is like it's a huge part of it. But like this civilization, this half of the world, kind of I don't know how to fucking talk about this shit without offending someone. So whatever, fuck it. We go. got to the moon. Like I know that we stole a shitload of resources and people to do it. Sure, but mm-hmm. we got to the moon. Like in the grand scheme of where people think they can go. I don't know. Like the earth is only good for so long. And Mm -hmm. I, I fully understand that we're talking on the scale of like multiple thousands of years. Yeah. Maybe even like tens of thousands of years, but eventually you don't want to go anywhere. Like that's a fucking, that's a small town perspective. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and people have always had that. I'm like, so yeah, the grand there's no way it's going like, to just disappear. Are you, are you okay with doing that or like being a part of a society that has the mentality of that? We're going to go. And if you don't want to go, we should deliberately leave you behind. Yes. Like we know that you're an uncontacted tribe. So Dude. blinders, like I just, <gasps> it's, so, it's difficult man, to think about. For sure. Man, that's a crazy fucking sci-fi movie. If the world's ending, society has a space shuttle and there's people that are like, what are we going to do about these guys? Like, we need to go get them. Like, do you... And blow their fucking mind. Yeah. They'd be like, wait a second. (laughs) You guys have been doing... Five minutes ago, I just... My mind was blown because there's this thing called a wheel Mm -hmm. and now we're in the sky. Like, I wonder how many of them would just be like, nah, I got to kill... Like, no, there's no fucking way. Yeah, strokes for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a strange thing to think about that I can take a picture with my cell phone of an uncontacted tribe. But if there was like a little kid that was on that con- uncontacted tribe that was at a certain age, he'd just like grow up being like, oh yeah, fucking spaceships. Potentially, there's a cool. tribe. Um, fuck, where did I read this recently? There's a tribe in South America that doesn't have a really strong concept of sequential numbers whoa cool like math is not something they have been able to pick up yet man i would kill in that community right hey <laughs> fuck you no me too i'm like you are my people yeah so if a parent has multiple children they yeah. don't have a concept of that they have four yeah they just say their names so they don't have birthdays or they have nothing. like a concept of a birthday not really because like hey you came in i would here. i would assume not really like obviously the day you're born i wonder how year. their like calendar year works because there's but no way they there's nothing like but they would have I to can, have an understanding because if like what are an, they they were well, like they would, farmers they would have an no they're uh, jungle people i don't oh man I don't they're think not gonna listen to hunter that. gatherers jesus All yeah so they would still have a con they uh, they would kind of know the seasons yeah i mean in south america they'd probably I guess just be a that's just season. us trying to understand a completely concept of a completely different concept of time. So it is. Yeah. So that's why um, this person, uh, I think it's called recursive uh, language or linguistics that you can say, um, 
more or less like the dog's back had hair that the cat ate, that the frog jumped on, that the bee stung. These things can all be said about the first sentence. Recursive language is an infinite sequence of invented or an imaginary information Mm -hmm. that one sentence can kind of beget almost all sentences. It's, it's, it's the idea of recursive language. Anyway, so Noam Chomsky, a major fucking pioneer in uh, linguistics and um, epistemology, I guess, in philosophy, like the idea of how we can know things and know that we know them, um, put forward this idea that it's fundamental to the human brain that we are set up for language and numbers. But this other scientist, I cannot remember his name right now. Joe. Um, Joe decided to not go against that, but just where his research took him, he found a tribe that didn't have a concept of uh, like sequential numbers and recursive linguistics. Damn, that's so, so like, cool. I don't know that you could take a truly uncontacted tribe like Seminole and then uh, rear them up in our society and they would be just like us. I, I Sometimes I don't think it's actually biologically possible. Yeah, it's still way, way up for debate, but we've tried that a few times. Like to leave a group of people alone educationally is kind of to allow them to be abandoned. It's like leaving your kid out in the woods. Yeah, I wonder. I, I just wonder I how you could do it without like completely having their mind blown. So Amanda made a good point when we were watching this together that um, something like an integrated uh, education system. So you wake up. You are with your family and there's a school in the community Yeah, and that school is free to go to. You can learn whatever you want, but I think a part of this documentary is that how and what these kids are learning is fucking controversial. There's huge problems with it because it doesn't put them first. It puts them in the mix. Mm-hmm. But the mix was created by someone who was first, which is white people. Yeah, that's why the the German lady, her perspective of like, listen, I help this school out. This kid grows up, and then I come here a few later, a few years later, and he sells me beats. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Jesus Christ, lady. Yeah, so like, <laughs> that's so fucked up. The idea of being indebted for your education is a huge problem for me. So like, why yeah. why is there not an incentive to? keep the kids on the farm but if they want to learn something there is almost no greater joy than mm-hmm. learning stuff about the fucking world and zero fitic this word that came up i still don't really know what it means but i would guess like zero is some kind of copying or um like uh, reproduction fitic i assume means like plant-based so like how you reproduce crops would be zero fitic i think i don't know we should definitely Check that. But don't, you, don't you come on them? Do they come on the plants? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why you not. Can it's like a major source of nutrients. Help your tomatoes. But yeah, yeah. Also, like it's wild too of like that concept. And then I'm like, hey, take the education that you have and like take it to the farm. Yeah. So he's like totally integrate it. Yeah. That was the point. So like yeah. I don't see I don't see anything wrong with teaching the people in the community, especially the young people, because that's, I guess, where this yeah. talk leans, is that you fuck over the kids and, well, they're fucked for life for yeah. you. Like, they are automatons for the industry, the culture industry. Um, 
if you just teach them about what their lives are, yeah. like if you teach them about like the nutrients in soil and like photosynthesis, yeah. these are things that don't fuck them over. Like yeah. these are things that can even springboard them into having um, like a more productive yield. You can utilize your environment for better medicines. Yeah, absolutely. Or like how to just build basic wind farms yeah. or like a solar panel. Maybe their environment is rich. So I looked up zero fight okay. or zero fitic um, is a species of plant that has adaptations to survive in an environment with little wa- liquid water, such as desert or an ice or snow covered region. Okay. All so, right. Yeah. My Western education didn't give me that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can't Thank remember shit. I can't remember the uh, context that they used the word in. It was uh, an example of the banal repetitive nature of education. Like these big fucking words that don't feel relatable. They just well, like the woman kept saying like zero fitic. Anybody in the class? Yeah. Oh zero yes. Fitic? Okay. Yeah. That's Nobody? right. Bueller, Bueller, yes. anybody, anybody, that's right. Oh, some of yeah. those quotes from like the 17, 1800s that yeah. those Europeans had on how to go about fixing the problem were pretty intense. Yeah. It was and not nice. Like it was just like, what the fuck? This is why like, statues that's get so, toppled. Yeah. And some fucking British guy drinking tea being like, man, wouldn't it be cool if these Indian dudes like kind of looked a little different, but like they were like super British. Yeah. So what the fuck? So the quote Mitch is talking about is basically he said, we're going to make these people. So they're Indian on the outside, British on the inside. Yeah. Like, so they can rule like British people. Like, and and see, that's where like my major gripe, not with the documentary, because I thought the documentary was great. Um, but with the, the subject matter of the documentary, yeah, which, led me to wanting to write my book mm-hmm. um, yeah all these like education was brought there for specifically racist reasons mm-hmm. and they admitted it yeah <laughs> like yeah, they, they literally have fucking quotes saying yeah. we're gonna educate these people so they're like us and not like they are because we don't like how they are. I mean, the British like flooded countries with opium because those countries at first were like, we don't really want to deal with you. And they're like, hey, try out this drug. And then like, let's just wait a couple years and see, fuck this up. Like, and we're, so there's no, yeah, we're it's dealing, fucking crazy. We're dealing with a lot of it right now with, I mean, I think we've talked about this in multiple episodes, but uh, the residential schools in, in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, they t- so like the main two areas of this documentary, they talked about North America and um, indigenous people being forced to go to um, schools, residential schools. And then in India, like they didn't really touch on much of else of the world. There's no like South America, no yeah. uh, Africa, anything like that. Yeah. This would be a whole fucking season. Yeah. 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 So it was basically India. This year we're going to. <laughs> yeah, India and North America. So yeah, like the Britons, British, I guess whatever you want to call them. Uh, went into India and basically forced these schools. And, and now, like, the headmaster of that school or whatever he was, he was the the top person at that school, basically saying, like, yeah, we get them in shit if they don't talk English. Mm-hmm. Oh, th- yeah. and 
saying right out like, oh yeah, no, this is great. This is, this oh, is the fantastic. contemporary school. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. like, and then they asked the kids, uh, that one little girl, like, so what happens if you speak your language? Yeah. She's yeah. Like, oh, they find us. Yeah. You're like you're going to find these poor kids. Yeah. If they're not fucking careful, they're going to get sent out to the fields to work. Yeah. And the dream come true. <laughs> like, yeah. These fucking kids should just rebel. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's shitty. It, that was surprising. Yeah, and, and for that guy to just be fully like yeah. like indoctrinated with it. Like <laughs> these are his people. Like <laughs> Yeah. It's just it's so deep seated now. Yeah. Fuck so like one takeaway from here that wasn't talked about and I think it's pretty obvious, but I don't think that this doc would have gotten a ton of funding or fucking screen time if they had said this, but like we fucked our own kids just as hard. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, man. Hoop dreams is a great example. <laughs> I don't yeah. know that that doc yeah, was a hundred percent truthful, but yeah. Hoop dreams. Like we fuck ourselves just as hard as we fuck you. Yeah. It's just that there's that leftover piece of like everyone who went to school is pretty much in debt. Everyone who went to school had to sit through those fucking monotonous lectures and to learn things like zero fights that probably aren't going to fucking matter unless yeah. you're a real specialist. And then you just have debt and then you're a cog in the machine. So like yeah. we do it to ourselves <clears throat> just as fucking oh. hard, but we can go into the bank and like shirt, like shirts with holes in them and like skinny jeans that you would wear at work that day and Man, still get a bank. Loan. I would like to note that I did not wear these and <laughs> these are relatively clean. Fair enough. So fuck you. But you don't like we as a society of white Western people, because I think that that's the point of this doc is that it's white Westerners. We don't have an issue with general day to day racism and holdbacks because we run the world. That's the issue. Yeah. Is that if everyone were white, well, we would have educated everyone fairly, but uh, no one's white. And God says white people are the best. So they're the only humans. They're the only ones that are mattering. And everything else can just get fucked. Yeah. But we fuck ourselves too. One person made a good uh, um, point in the doc saying schools are like, when you really think about what school is, it's kind of crazy. Like you're taking these people, young people out of kind of their natural surroundings, like nature or whatever. Yeah. You're pumping them in this room, feeding with a bunch of information that is, kind of putting materialism and material goods first. Not kind of, it's it's like the main focus. And and basically like pumping into these kids head. If you don't go to university, if you don't get a good job, if Mm. you're not rich, your life is going to suck. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, so I think, you know, we, we Christian said, you know, have these schools, like, you know, have a, like an art school, have a trade school. Like, and I know it, it's it's hard as a like a young kid to to kind of know what you you like or and what you know, but man, like it would feel so much better. Like yeah, half the shit I took in high school, in one ear out the other because I had yeah. zero interest in that. But even zero. being eighteen of like just like all right, what do you want to do for the rest yeah. of your life? Like that's oh, such a sure. fucking stupid crazy concept. Yeah. yeah, I think also there's a major problem with how. Western institutionalized education came about, especially after the first public schools, because then it became high schools, like um, secondary school Mm -hmm. to further train people. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago to further train people for 
uh, in the industrial world that was to be managers and stuff. Yeah. There was not less, even like yeah. just to be factory workers. Well, no, because like to be a factory worker, you have to like maintain the machinery. Yeah. Like you're not just sharpening a scythe anymore. You are like making a scythe with a forge, which is like foot powered pumping. And like, yeah. there's an auto hammer and things like that. Like these are all super basic mechanical machines, but the advent of real industrial technology made people have to be better at uh, like reading and writing. Cause I give you an instruction manual and I expect you to do your fucking job. Yeah. I can't tell you everything what to do. And we are working too fast to have real apprenticeships anymore. So you're going to learn how to read and do math and to write and take instruction and to be institutionalized towards getting a job in a factory. So like it's, it's not a super labor intensive job cause it's extremely repetitive, but it's the, it's the maintenance and the, like the production of new materials, machines and tools to keep industrialization going. Mm -hmm. So when you have an institution like a secondary school nationwide, that just necessarily begets like school bound thinkers and then you end up with what Tyler was saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and I think like we're at a point now, like literally like obviously you can't go into India, you can't go into Canada and the U S and say, Oh yeah. So all indigenous population don't have to go to school anymore. Like you can't go into India now and say that cause mm -hmm. they're, they're kind of ingrained in that uh, society now or in that way. Yeah. And it, it would just fucking, I don't know. It would just topple the whole thing. I think. Yeah. A lot uh, of it would fall apart. Yeah. But like, so I know Mitch and I worked, I think we've mentioned a few times, worked on like a little um, pitch for a doc for um, team India hockey. And uh, a lot of those people on that team came from the Ladakh region hmm. of, uh, of India. Um, so like just to, you know, to think about how, you know, basically they're taking a force to go to these schools instead of like, and that, that's what I said, like they're all being taken out of these villages where people need help uh, tending to crops or doing other stuff. And then they don't come back after because they're all being kind of geared towards that, you know, factory work or, or whatever. Yeah, they were sold uh, something. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, exposed to a different culture. Yeah. They're like, Oh what? Yeah. So, the fucking intense advertising that you see in this documentary. Yeah. Was fucking sickening. So man, Coca-Cola killed it. Yeah. So Fuck you have, yeah, these, the, these villages that are like hurting for people, like all the young people are being taken away and they, you know, that way of life for them is just kind of deteriorating. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Obviously some come back cause the village is still there. Um, but man, the failures, yeah. I think I, I had this idea initially when the doc first kind of started like 10 minutes in, uh, there was one woman who said that their, her daughter and grandkids and nephew, like they all went to school. They all had to go to school. And then they never came back. And now I have to tend the fields and take the cows up to pasture and graze. Like have to is a strong word. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know how much I believe that there is an absolute imposition to go to school in these small communities. I think that they're, they're sold something and the hook is fucking hyper barbed where you're like, your village is dead. You won't have a life here. You can be powerful and wealthy and educated and clean and 
like t- taken care of, you've got medicine, and then you can bring it back to your community if you're successful. But they never tell you that last part. Like you've got to work really hard and you've right. got to like really dedicate yourself. And then you, you're at such an age that you, you do dedicate yourself and you do work really hard, but you sell yourself after they give you the first little bit of bait. It's like fucking heroin. Like you sell yourself the idea of real success because you see it all around you. It's like a Western propaganda. It's the, the glamor lifestyle. It's basically fucking Instagram in real life. And well, then there goes that sponsorship. Fuck it. Damn. I don't want a fucking Facebook sponsorship anyways, but they, they yeah, get they sold an idea that, um, can almost never come true, but then they can't unhook themselves. Like it's too deep in their fucking guts because then they grow around that first initial hook and it is, it's embedded in them and they, they don't want to leave because that means that they failed. And the idea of a Western education tells you that it might happen one day just keep working harder. Work will set you free. Yeah. And it just never fucking happens. They know it too. Yeah. Cause school costs something like yeah. that's a part of the fucking hook that they don't tell you about. Is that like you're in debt for life? I think paying for school is a fucking crime is one of the worst things about Western education. Cause if you could go to yeah. school and be like, ah, this isn't for me, I'm just going to go home. You don't have $26,000 worth of debt to fucking try and pay off as right, a yeah. like, service job. Yeah. You don't have to get a basics, like a waitressing job to pay that off your whole life. You can just go home, but they, they don't want that to happen because that would collapse almost everything. Right. Like, industry as we know it, probably maybe now because everyone kind of is under this umbrella of that. Like I want to see the next Thor movie. So I'm going to fucking really practice my digital art and I'll draw the lightning. It's, it's pretty fucking deep in ourselves now. And I think we're coming close to hitting a point where maybe in the next, I don't know, like 125 years, maybe money's not actually going to be that important. Mm -hmm. Maybe it will be just collecting work not in like a meritocracy, like how good of a work you can do or what can you do for me so that you can live here under a welfare state. It's just simply going to be that I know that people need uh, like fucking industrial products to keep the roads going, to get me the food so that I can live and to build me my house or to build me the fucking library or to print the books or what the fuck ever, like to provide electricity or wind farms. I realize that like people need construction shit and there are people who need to build the shit with the construction shit that I sell and they all need food. So if the idea like permeates that we can all actually work with no paycheck, kind of like you're on some American battleship, like you technically get paid there, but everything is taken care of. Like you have a room. Yeah, they're more so hoping that you just die and then they just pay out your life insurance. Yeah, true. Or they like, really get paid. You don't. I know we uh, randomly pick the next documentary, but it would all blow our minds if the next documentary pick is happy people what's happy people herzog's documentary about people that live in the taiga oh that like went there during the like the beginning of the second world war or when stalin was being head shit and killing every other person uh, this group of people just went like super, super, super deep into the wilderness and like don't have money 
and like totally have shit set up like how what you were saying of like, all right, what can you do for me? And like, it's fucking awesome, dude. Politicians yeah. go there and like try and bring things from like civilization in quotes. And the old people are just like, get the fuck out of here. But you can see the young people are just like, holy shit, they got speakers with music Mm -hmm. and like Coca-Cola. This is awesome. But the old people are just like, nah, they're not going to do anything for us. And they're just giving you this. So they could do some like bullshit votes. Like we don't need that. Yeah, that's true. I remember that talk. So you're like, whoa, this is fucking like it, it can work. Yeah. I would like to watch that one next. I'd like to watch that for here. Yeah, no, it's yeah, a good one. It is. We will watch that at some point, I I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. It's just, oh man, this dog brought up a lot of fucking, it muddied the waters a lot. Because I don't, I don't know that much about real institutional education. I threw my hands up at it, not out of, um, like not wanting to go post-secondary and do something further past high school, but it... It absolutely turned me off the idea of having to pay to figure out what I wanted to do. Right. Because I still kind of... What uh, What age were you when you had that realization? Uh, like 17, 17 or 18. Yeah. Like the, like the first semester, last grade, high school, grade 12. Yeah. I was like I, like, I haven't yet specialized in something that I would actually like to make a career out of. I yeah. had considered a whole bunch of different things, but nothing stuck out to me because I just... I feel like I took the steps in my head as a thought experiment of like, so I do go to school for this. Yeah. I graduate with X number of certificates or degrees. And then what do I do? What's the job market like? I would rather just take all of these things that I like to do and just do them, get a job, be okay with the job and not have my life be my job. I would rather do a job, leave it alone, and then go fucking do my life. Dude, I want you to have a conversation with some kid that's like just out of college that's like half a million dollars in debt, and you're like, this is what I did, dude. And I can walk to my job. Yeah. That kid would just be like, I'm going to go kill myself now. Straight up. I like, talked to a yeah. lot of people. And like, <laughs> I would love to be in that room because they were like, ha motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make me feel great because I feel like there's a lot of like my brothers and sisters who kind of like they, they bit the hook too deep Mm -hmm. and they, they can't let go of that idea. They can kind of once that realization comes around, but Mm -hmm. it's too late. Like you're already in debt and you can't not do anything about that debt. Yeah. There's definitely no high school where they would have a speaker come in and be like, listen, some of you don't need to go post-secondary. They just like, that probably doesn't like the hoop dreams. When Spike Lee was like, the only reason you guys want to be here is like white people want to make money off you. You're like, damn, you're not, he probably, yeah. yeah, Hey, 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 Hey. Well, and that's like, I've always said that start a little revolution in the high school, not a single person, like teacher, guidance counselor, anyone, um, when I went to school, I did not have good grades. Yeah, neither did um, I. No one there in that institution said, hey, you know, think about a trade. Yeah. And Seriously? It, yeah. And, and not that, yeah, I'm not saying I'm stupid. I'm not saying that if you do have good grades, you shouldn't do a trade. But like, not a single person, like, they're, that whole mindset was like, 
secondary or post-secondary school, post-secondary, yeah. go to college, go to university, get a degree, get a diploma. Tyler, um, you're white. They were hoping they, they wanted you to be prime minister. Right. Like they're like, don't settle for being a tradesman. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it, which is crazy. Cause like trades are some of the most well-paying jobs. Like you can, do very, very well at yeah. doing a trade. Yeah. Um, you know what kind of fucking job we don't need? Concert organizer, communications experts, hospitality. Fuck that shit. I need a plumber right now. Like I right. need an electrician or a mechanic or a carpenter yeah. or a fucking mason or like a house builder. Like, I can plan you a sick ass party with 50 plus people. More or less than that, I get all fucked up. Yeah. So like I how are you going to like hook up? The sound system. Or like, I don't know what you just said to me. Where's the venue? What? Like these the venue? What's that? And like, obviously we need those other jobs too, but like those trade jobs are super important. And yeah, yeah like, in from what I remember, like none of my friends, like I have a bunch of friends in trades now, Yeah, but like, like I think only one of them went straight to the trades right out of high school. Yeah. Um, all of my friends did actually. Yeah. Yeah. Electrician, welder, mechanic, and uh, cook. I would consider food like a vital fucking trade. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, it's I mean, been around for a while. It's a, it's a red seal trade. Just like oh, a plumber. Yeah, that's a good point. Just like a plumber or. Uh, I think in the history of jobs, it was like prostitution. And then it was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry. Like, hey, I'll pay you to make me something. Like, <laughs> I guess I'm a cook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got a little thing going here. It's everybody's fallback. Yeah. Like, oh, I get a job as a line cook or something. You're like, oh, I didn't know you like cocaine. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right. I well, like food. One on one. That was just like two, like the commercial where the like peanut butter and the chocolate smash into each other. <laughs> when cocaine first entered the kitchen, it was like, this is my people. I can cook. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. I like it here. Yeah. Look how fast the fire is going. Holy shit. Yeah. Like even getting into trades and then like learning the history of trades. I was like, I guess I'm just a fucking history nerd, but just like, man, like doing what I do of like Mason shit or being in a house. And I'm just like, I wonder when like the first time, like a toilet was invented or like, I wonder when the first, like the first, imagine walking down the street and then like the first house that had like lights or like modern ass shit. And they're like that fucking blew people's mind at one time. Yeah. Like that's super cool. Like going into new houses and seeing like what the new thing is that you're like, Oh man, mm-hmm. that's super cool. Of what yeah. a house has become. Technology is kind of a fetish. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. No, but like with, without this like slight fetishism to manipulate our world, we don't have electricity, the wheel, brick and mortar toilets, yeah. clean water at the ready yeah, or fucking books to read and write all this other shit down. Like we just, we simply don't have it or like a knife even like the, the desire, the drive to control and to manipulate nature to our advantage for pleasure and for safety or out of fear or for like to present, to prevent fear. Like without that, we don't get almost anything. Yeah. Like right. We become like monkeys, like in the beginning of 2001, a space odyssey. Like we just live in a cave and we fight over dead leopards and that kind of shit. So it just like, there are major trade-offs to pushing education onto the next generation and mm-hmm. teaching them. Yeah. Cause that's what the people of Ladakh were talking about, that there's a lack of transference of knowledge of what we do in this community to the next generation. Right. There's still that transfer. It's just been, um, abused, I guess. Like it's, it's been overtaken by another group. Yeah. And I just, I don't know what to do about that other than to tell the group, 
to like maybe fuck off and like allow these people to learn what you're trying to teach them, but don't fucking force them. Right. Like, do you think they teach them like Indian history or like British history? British Indian history. Oh, that's gotta be great. (laughs) So like you were a bunch of heathens and then we showed up in 18, whatever. And then you be, we put you in a nice little red jacket and like shit was popping. Well, I had this thought. Like there's no way they're teaching them traditional. I don't think so. Which is so fucked up. Like maybe it's traditional, but we've forgotten what it means until like just the last two or three years. Yeah. This major change, like this social change. But that's change. just so weird of like a white teacher teaching a bunch of Indian kids about like who the fucking British prime minister was. Mm-hmm. You know, like is. why does this, rel- this is literally have no relevance in my life. Cause I just looked at a world map and we're fucking here and you're talking about a place that's over fucking here. Like what the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, the whole thing is just fucked up, man. I had God thought about this, it. that the best defense against Western culture is a Western education. Because they'll, they'll teach you about themselves, for sure. Yeah. But if you take that education far enough, you will come to learn all that you ever did not want to know Dude, about it's the like West. the fucking, the barbarians right. and the Romans, bro. They just got educated in Roman shit, and then we're like, we're taking this bitch over. Fucking precisely. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you teach people just a little bit too much, and they will bite back. Because they didn't realize that you were doing what you were doing the whole time, and as soon as they do... I mean, dissent. Like, damn, what? we just brought this back to Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, yo. Wide, widespread so, dissent. Yeah. Before I start hating white people uh, even more, who wants to pick um, next week's documentary? I think I picked this one. So you're up. Hand hand over the jar. Jar time. Get in there. Oh my god, my. There we go. So. Uh, is there any so how many pages do you think your book is going to be and we're going to like illustrate like it'll be like a Dr. Seuss type thing or no no it's going to be yeah and it's going to be exactly like Dr. Seuss you just said no and then yeah actually that's that's less work for me yeah yeah yeah, you do that that's my entire writing style (laughs) Uh, that's the extent of uh of what I can and cannot do. Well, I think we should publish our text thread when you're like, Tyler, what exactly do I have to draw? And then you're explaining to me what I'm drawing about how much you hate white people. This is fun. So (laughs) this one, uh, I don't know what this one's going to be. So what you got? It's called Earth Days. It is a, another one of our yellow tags here. Earth Day birthday. Oh, yay. The Earth was born on September 23, <laughs> year one. So this one, the story of our growing awareness and understanding of the environmental crisis and emergence during the 60s and 70s of popular mu- movement to confront it. Oh, man. So this is like the doc we just watched. And then white people being like, hey, man, we should have listened to these natives that were really into this environment shit that they were Hmm. talking about that we killed for hundreds of years. The disregarded hippie movement. And then, yeah. Fucking coke. Cocaine ruined everything. God damn it, man. Widespread cocaine. It's pretty, like, what an achievement, though. Like, good on it. Cocaine? Yeah. Yeah. Like it set the bar, bar really. Like I thought alcohol, like alcohol is a close, probably second. Mm-hmm. Like it's up there. Yeah. But you're like, damn, Coke in a short, like, I don't know when cocaine was like 
this is cocaine like what year that was cocaine cocaine like for the pop scene like what this dog is kind of talking about not about cocaine but like 70 yeah but there was like other forms of it like oh yeah, like Sigmund Freud so did I'm, coke all the time, but yeah. So yeah. so like no, I guess, but like I mean, like I imagine like as wild as the fucking Mongols were, like a bunch of them on coke. Mm. That's rewriting history. Yeah, true. So that kind of coke, I don't know. Yeah. So we'll be back for some Earth Days. Uh, we're gonna keep this one. Okay, right. cool. Yeah, well, sounds good. We had good luck with our with this week's yellow uh, yellow one. So it can't all be home runs, but you know, we yeah. still come out to play the game. Touch and go. Um, yeah, so I, I have, there are some, a few documentaries that, uh, we need to add to our, our jar that have come out recently. Okay. Um, so have you guys watched the Val Kilmer documentary? No. Excellent. No, really? I have not. Yeah, yes, it's, that worked. It's really, really good. Hmm. Like it. That was kind of mean. I'm sorry. It just kind of showed, like it, I think Val Kilmer did it himself or. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I haven't but, seen it. Yeah, if you if you're a Val Kilmer fan or, dude, he was in Top Gun. Mm, he's right? and he's in Top Gun too. <laughs> yeah, weirdo said he wouldn't make it without him. Yeah, weirdo being Tom Cruise. Yeah, um, <laughs> I won't do get. Oh wait, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, have you guys watched on Netflix? Um, um, it's like the murder tapes. Uh, it's about like um, no, you basically like you watching murders on video. Murderer? No, no, nah, dude. Like, oh, it's called murder tapes. Yeah. Oh no, it's like uh, it's about Dennis uh, Leary. No, he's a basically like the Jeffrey Dahmer of uh, of the UK. Oh, he what? sounds like um, was he? Oh, okay, he, he sounds like Hannibal Lecter and Sean Connery had a baby. <gasps> Oh, wait. Yeah. Is this like in a smaller British town? No, I think it was in London. Oh, okay. No, I don't. Yeah. I, uh, hmm. And he basically... Uh, so he did like Dahmer type stuff? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, he sounds like a nice guy. And like, so when he... Basically, when they found him, the only reason they found him was because they found like pieces of flesh in like the sewer because it got clogged up oh that's fun and so he he didn't say nope wasn't me he was just like yep there's two bodies in there (laughs) damn and then when he went to jail he like recorded himself talking (gasps) what um because he wrote a book about himself he wrote an autobiography while he was in prison that's fucked up yeah what's his i can't think of his name dennis something oh man yeah so like rodman so I could see Rodman doing. That's why he went to North Korea. So like throughout the documentary, like you hear him himself on tape, like his actual voice. It'd be interesting it, yeah. to talk to the cops that were there because they they would have had to fuck with them. But they're like, yeah, we're gonna go in. We fucking got this guy, and he's like, yeah, there's two more over there. And they're like, okay, this was way too chill. Like he is he gonna eat us? Like what? Can we just kill him now? Like, yeah, and I don't think he actually ever ate anyone. Still, but, man, he's just yeah. yeah. But definitely. Well, then he's not doing Dahmer stuff, because I think Jeffy liked to. I, eat. I was talking more about the fornication. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. man, mm-hmm. that's cool. Good for him. <laughs> There's a new doc coming out. I think it might already be out. Called Roadrunner about uh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, it's already out. Looks so good. It's already out. And yeah. Anthony Bourdain is like one of my all-time favorites. Um, there was issues yeah. with it, and like the there's. 
him doing the voiceover, but they ran it through this program where like you put your voice or like it recognizes your voice and it was him like reading notes or something. So people were kind of pissed about it, but yeah, it's just new technology. Talking about Val Kilmer. That's, that's the same thing. So in Top Gun 2, that's how they get his voice. Cause Wait, is Val Kilmer dead? No. No, he just... He, he, had, he had throat cancer. So uh, Too much Top Gun. And he so played he, too many vo- volleyballs. Yeah, he has like he had a... Um, whatever, the, like a feeding tube in his throat. So yeah. the radiation like just fucked his throat. So now he has to plug the hole to talk and it's very... Okay. Um, Oddly enough, the radiation machine was Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, plug that hole <laughs> so yeah so I'll get the cancer uh, so that, that's how they got his voice okay yeah for talking. so yeah they have, yeah I've um, seen it used in some stuff it's creepy yeah, yeah it's kind of it's like there was a lot like Mitch is right there's a lot of controversy about it because yeah. these were emails that he had sent to a friend Anthony and I don't know can I call you Anthony um, sent to a friend yes you can that uh, <laughs> obviously were never written or read by him out loud. So yeah. how he would have decided to say these words, yeah. nobody will ever know. Yeah. But it's played off and they're like, there's no little like key down in the corner saying like, this is a reproduction mm-hmm. or anything. It's just, it leads you to believe that this is actually sure. his voice, yeah. which is not okay. <laughs> like that's weird that he read back his own emails and yeah. then recorded it. And like in a documentary as well, like <laughs> the doc, like a documentary's, <laughs> Format is about like truth telling, yeah. and that was like you could. Yeah, and that was his whole thing with like I've seen clips from one of his shows where they were fishing somewhere and they were throwing like bait or some like blood to get more fish to come, and he was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Oh, we're doing this for the show," and he's like, "No, no, no, that's we're not doing fucking TV magic with this bullshit." And then like, so I could see him very much being like, yeah, no, hmm. that's, yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's, funny clip. It looks like it would be a good documentary, but yeah. man, you'd have to like read a couple of his books for sure. mm-hmm. and like get to know who kind of he was through what he's left behind for you and then make your own call. Yeah. But he has some great interviews where he was on Joe Rogan. Uh, he talks Joe about, Rogan? Yeah. A few times. Oh shit. I think a few times. He's At least one once. My all time favorite, like. TV personality. Oh yeah, I do like just um, his stories from like kitchen and like him coming up and stuff. Yeah, it's like oh, this is so fucking like crazy. Um, parts unknown. Um, like was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Um, what's the one he did with uh, CNN? Uh, no reservations. No, or, or parts Reserve? unknown was with CNN. I think no reservations was before. the most recent one uh, or before. Yeah, I I get them mixed up. But anyways, like that is my dream. Like. If I could make a show like that yeah, and not be the host because I don't want to be in front of the camera because nobody needs to see that. Um, but yeah, like that, okay. that's, uh, that's like my dream job. Like that's, yeah, that's what I want to do. Yep. And Anthony Bourdain got to live it and I'm so jealous of that. And I, he did a fantastic job of it. Yeah. Well, just don't date a crazy lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a wicked, uh, series on Netflix called Untold. Have you seen these? They're like each like the hour and a bit long. So they're actual movies, but there's like four of them now. Hmm. Newest one just came out today or hmm. yesterday. Um, basically, have you ever heard of the Players Tribune? 
Mitch might have, Christian probably not. I feel no. like I have. It's like athletes can go on there and like write like a blog, like oh, okay. you know. So say you know Tom, mm-hmm. when Tom Brady left New England, he could have went and wrote a a like an opinion piece, yeah, almost? or like an essay about like why he loved New England. My time oh, so. in New England, um, <laughs> it was so wonderful. In yeah, the so basically, it takes stories from that and like the untold stories and. Plays them all like so. That's cool. First okay. episode was, um, uh, I think, about Caitlyn Jenner, um, like everything that led up to uh, Bruce Jenner winning the uh, decathlon in Montreal, and then up until now, like it, I hate keeping up with the Kardashians and everything Kardashian. Uh-huh. Fantastic story. Mm-hmm. Like it's really like you. You sit there, you're like, holy shit, like. That was that was a lot to, to deal with. Oh, at the beginning he was a guy, <laughs> and now he's a girl. And then there's a um, story about uh, Malice at the Palace, which was like the big brawl that happened between the Pistons and uh, Pacers, and that fans got involved. Um, yeah, you should watch yeah. this footage, dude. It's hilarious. It's, mm. it's a really good episode. One of the guys that is in the fight later in his career went on to change his name to World Peace. Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace. And like your name, (laughs) that's your name. And like here, here's a couple years ago of you going into the stands, jumping over people to just fucking beat the shit out of people. He was told like if after you watch that episode, he was totally justified to do it. I have heard that. (laughs) I have heard that. Yeah. That was because like they were saying some wild shit to him. No, no. He, some dude in the stands like threw a can like of threw, beer or a bottle yeah. of beer at him. Okay, yeah. Like, so yeah. there was a, a brawl between the players. He kind of like excused himself, went and laid on the scorer's table, which is kind of like a funny thing to do. But yeah. uh, he went and laid on the scorer's table and a fan chucks like a beer or like a bottle or a can down, smashed him in the chest. And he obviously, if, like tensions are high, he freaks out. Like <laughs> someone just... Threw something at me. Threw this beer at me. So he charges up in the stands and doesn't get the right guy, uh, and like just starts swinging. Then all of a sudden, like shit went loose, and people were throwing chairs at like out from the stands down yeah, as players. It's like wild. it's crazy. All right. So watch that one. And then the other one's about a uh, a female boxer. God, I'm gonna I forget her name. Carly, not Carly. I don't know. Um. Anyways, she someone got her into boxing and brought her to this guy and said, we want you to be a manager. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't manage female boxers. That's crazy. Like there's no such thing. Is this million dollar baby? No. Oh, okay. Um, I thought Clint Eastwood was into her, wasn't he? Um, so anyways, Watch out for this he, he ends up seeing her like spar and boxing. He's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. She's like, she's, she's Oh, this good. bitch is pretty good. So she becomes like the most famous female boxer uh, and we still don't know her name. And, God damn it! And she, uh, she, That's ma- sad. C- uh, Cindy Martin, something Martin. That's doesn't. Uh, you would become pretty famous if you challenged a whole bunch of people to a fight, and they're not boxers because there's no other female boxers. And you show. Up I mean, there, there, there were. Uh, lady, I'm just going to the bank. So, like, what are you? Doing? Come on. I fucking beat you. <laughs> it was, she, her nickname was the coal miner's daughter because she was from West Virginia. Her dad was a coal miner. Oh, deep gym um, pool. Apt. Um. I'll fuck you up with coal. She was, <laughs> she was the first. Her and the other woman she fought were the first female um, boxers um, in a pay per view fight. Okay, Damn. so they uh, they were like the one of the opening cards of a Tyson fight. 
Cool. And they were the most exciting fight that whole night. Like everyone booed them when they first came out. Yeah. By the end, like they were just like going crazy. Nice. <laughs> but anyways, she married her manager who was 25 years older than her, but she was, but she was a lesbian. And um, so she married cause basically everyone was like, Oh, was at the, this time of history, a couple years ago, I think she was fighting in the eighties, uh, fighting the AIDS in the eighties. Homosexual people were bad. She needed to keep this image. Hey, you said it, man. So he, uh, he was just super controlling and basically used her as an ATM. And uh, mm-hmm. Don mm-hmm. King, um, of course, he was w- involved. Was uh, was looking after. Anyways, once she decided, like finally, she's gonna live her life as who she is, and tried to leave him. He stabbed her a bunch of times and shot her. She got up uh, when he went to go shower what? and survived. Huh? And now he's in jail. What? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a crazy story. The fuck? Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. What so, a bad stabbing yeah. shooter like mm. the fuck yeah. so and Jesus then, that's fucked up so this the one that just came out this week is about uh, a hockey team in the USHL called the I forget this where they're from but they're called the Trashers basically owned by a a mafia guy oh I thought you were gonna say like <gasps> oh that's so sick he's like I'm in waste disposal he was <clears throat> yes he, he was the guy that they based Tony Soprano on fuck yeah and he put no, his fucking like ice hockey and shit. He put his seventeen-year-old son in charge of the team. Hell yeah, that's good decision making. Yeah, and then like they were just like a whole team of goons. Like they just they that's had so awesome the most uh, penalty minutes. They're just like nobody wanted to play them. They're just like rough and tumble and fuck yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. Mafia taking over ice hockey. What <laughs> level of hockey was this? Like semi pro? Yeah, it's USHL, so it's like uh, it's all goons anyways, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, but, but these guys are above <laughs> and beyond. That's awesome. Good for them. Yeah, but yeah, that sounds great. That yeah. was a that was a nice little tangent to end the show. Yeah, god damn. So the trashers, later. the trashers. Yeah, like what was their logo? I don't know. Because if a seventeen-year-old designing, yeah. like I want to design it too. You're like, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, two yeah. big trash bags like titties or something. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> so. That'll be a good one to watch too. Hell yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week with some uh, Earth Love. Yeah, man. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys.